Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look at the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. When the Clara M., last of the old clipper ships, was blown up by Pete Barnaby, Kent, in his guise of Superman, rescued Jimmy Olsen and Pug Flanagan together with most of the crew. He also succeeded in getting possession of the pirate treasure map that had been the cause of all the trouble aboard the Clara M., as our story continues today, Kent, Jimmy, and Pug are seated in the lobby of a small hotel in Panama, awaiting passage on the next boat, due to leave the following morning. Listen. Wake up. Wake up. Attach it. Attach it. Gee, Mr. Kent, we almost lost our lives on account of that treasure map, and now that you've got it, we're not even going to go look for the treasure. It's not right. Yeah, it's a jib. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I'm not taking you on any treasure hunt. And that's for you, young man. Who, me? Yes, you, Pug. Don't lose sight of the fact that you stole away aboard the Clara M before it left Metropolis. You had no business on the ship in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I know. But if it wasn't for me, you never would have found that secret compartment. And if you didn't find a secret compartment, you never would have found that map. Not so and loud, I... Pug. You want everyone in the hotel to know we've got a treasure map? Eh, these founders don't understand English. That man sitting over there, the one with the scar over his eye, has been listening to everything we said. So what? Wait, I'll show you. Hey, uh, pal, what time is it? Huh? I said, what time is it? No comprendo. Okay, pal, thanks. What did he say? He said he doesn't understand. Yeah. See, what did I tell you? Yeah. Well, this isn't getting us anywhere. Pug, take this letter over to the desk and tell the clerk it must go off on tomorrow's plane. It's the complete story of the Clara M. sinking, and I want Mr. White to get it as soon as possible. Okay. And that's another thing, Mr. Kent. Hmm? We have to go back to Metropolis instead of going to look for that treasure... Why can't we go by plane instead of boat? If I've told you once, I've told you a dozen times. There are only two planes a week, and there are no passenger reservations available. Well, I don't know why Superman didn't fly us back home instead of dropping us here. I'll bet he thought we were going after that treasure. I'll bet he did. Oh, possibly. Well, at least this adventure on the Clara M proved one thing to you. Huh? What's that? That Superman really exists. You didn't believe it before, did you? Well, I, uh... I don't. Well, you can't now. Not after what he did when the Clara M sank. Why, if not for him, we... You hear that guy at the desk swing English around. Boy, would it hand you laugh. <laughs> I'm surprised that he understood your brand of the language, Pug. I don't get it. Mr. Kent means that you murder the King's English worse than any foreigner. Who, me? Say, listen. Nobody never had no trouble savvy in my lingo. I talk good. Well, you talk plenty, Pug, but it's far from good. <laughs> When we get back to civilization, Jimmy and I intend working on you. Oh, I gotta get educated, huh? I gotta put on the door. No, no, but a few lessons in grammar wouldn't hurt. And, uh, maybe a haircut. Yeah, but all that can wait. You, uh, took care of getting the letter off? Yeah. That means we ain't going on no treasure hunt, huh? It means we aren't going on any treasure hunt, Pug. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, right now, we're all going up to bed. The boat sails at nine in the morning, and we can't afford to miss it. There isn't another for ten days. Oh, I don't feel like going to bed yet. Now, Jimmy, don't sulk. That treasure won't run away. As long as we have the map, we can search for it at any time. 
Mustn't forget that I work for the Daily Planet and can't run around digging up pirate gold without instructions from Mr. White. Well, why don't you wire him or, or call him or something? Yeah, why don't you? Because I know what his answer would be. Come home at once. Oh, okay. I suppose you know best. That's better. All right, now let's turn in. I uh, got connecting rooms. You and Pug can sleep together. Come on now. I'll be routing you out at 7.30 in order to catch that boat. Quiet settles over the hotel lobby as Kent, Jimmy, and Pug retire to their rooms. Soon the lights go out, leaving only a dim bulb burning at the registration desk. The lobby is empty, save for the sallow-complexioned man with a scar over his eye. The man who did not understand English. Suddenly he rises, crosses to the desk, looks furtively around, and then addresses the clerk. Manuel, see, si, Carlos? El Americano boy. Gave you a letter for the plane. See, si. oh, see, si, see. Si. Give it to me. No, no, Carlos, I cannot. You would like to make 5,000 pesos, Manuel? No. 5,000 pesos? See, si. Maybe more? Maybe 10,000 pesos, Manuel? There is in the letter 10,000 pesos? No, there is nothing but writing in the letter. Then why do you want it? Because the writing is important. Come, give me the letter. No, no, I cannot. Listen, you fool. Those Americanos demanded the two boys. They were talking loud because they did not know I understood them. They have a map. A treasure map. One that shows where much gold is hidden. Oh? I want to read the letter because it will tell me more about the map. And then what, Carlos? Then we will see. Who knows? Maybe your share will be 50,000 pesos. 50,000 pesos? See. Si. I would be rich, no? What do you think? Oh. You could stop working for the rest of your life. Oh? Por Dios, you could buy fine clothes. See? Si? See. Si. The American automobile. And the gold watch. Here, here, here is the letter, but... but si, 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 hurry, si, hurry. Si. You, you think I will get... 50,000 pesos, Carlos? Si, 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 si. Now, let me read this. Mm. What does it say, Carlos? What, what? This is what I wish to know. I will read the rest later. No, Carlos, the letter must go by the morning plane. This letter will not go by any plane. No, it must go. I will lose my job. They will put me in prison. Quiet, you fool. What do you want with this job when you will have 50,000 pesos? But for stealing a letter, I will go to prison. You will go to prison for opening the letter, too. So what is the difference? All this talk about treason is stupid. What is the name of the American who sends this letter? Clark Kent. What room is he in? Carlos, I do not like this business. Now it is too late. The letter has been opened and I have it in my pocket. What if I should tell Senor Kent that you oh, no, gave it? No, me? no, you would not. What room is he in? Two, two fourteen. Give me a key. Carlos. Give me a key. What what are you going to do, Carlos? I am going to get the treasure map. But how can you? Senor Kent is in the room. He will not be there. You will call him on the telephone and say to him that he is to come down to the lobby. For what reason should he come to the lobby? We will make a reason. Let me think. Ah, see. Here it is. You will tell him there are some papers to be signed before he can leave on the boat tomorrow. But there are no papers. Of course not. When he comes down, you will say you have been unable to find the papers. You will tell him you are sorry. You will call him in ten minutes, Manuel. And do not make any mistake.
Meanwhile, in the room adjoining 214, Jimmy and Pug are already in bed with the lights out. Off in the distance, a freighter coming into the harbor sounds its low, mournful whistle. Listening to it stirs Pug's imagination. Suddenly, his eyes light up in the darkness. Hey. Hey, Jim. What do you want? I've been thinking. Thinking and go to sleep. I ain't sleepy. I've been thinking about that map. Mm. You know, we could go look for that treasure ourselves. Just you and me. Oh, you're crazy. Go to sleep. Yeah, I'm crazy. Like a fox. Look, supposing Kent don't want to go to look for it. What's to stop us? Oh, go to sleep. All we gotta do is snitch that map and we oh, gotta... What? I said all we gotta do is snitch the map. Now listen, Pug. You better get one thing straight right here and now. If you're gonna travel around with Mr. Kent and me, you don't steal things. Shh, he can hear you. I don't care if he can. Put your head under the pillow and go to sleep. We've gotta get up early. I told you I ain't sleepy. Well, then keep quiet and let me sleep. I don't have to go back to Metropolis. He can't boss me. Shut up. Well, I don't have to. I'm my own boss. I can go where I like. If I want to look for treasure, I can look for it. I'm looking for a punch in the eye unless you shut up. I want to sleep. Okay, okay. Hey, Jim. Supposing we snitch the map just for the fun of it. Oh, That'd be a swell gag. In the morning, he wouldn't be able to find a map and he'd raise the roof. What do you say I snitch it, huh, Jim? Yeah. Hey, what's that bell ringing? Tell him. Yeah, it must be in Mr. Kent's room. Hey, Jim, you hear that? Jim. Yeah, he's asleep. Oh. Kent's opening his door. Now he's going down to the lobby. This is my chance to cop that map before he gets back. Only once I get my hands in that map. Then I had to laugh on Kent and Jimmy. Jim? Hey, Jim? Uh, he's asleep, all right. Now, I just sneak out of bed. Grab the map and beat it before they know what's happened. Oh, them springs make an awful racket. Now, where's the door to the next room? Oh, here it is. This is gonna be easy. Now, let's see. Who will get the treasure back? Pug or Carlos? Or will Clark Kent return soon enough to surprise both of them? Don't forget to tune in next time. There are thrills galore in the next episode of Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
This is cartoonist Eric Gapster, and you are listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Episode 187, The Nitrate Shipment, April 21st, 1941. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I am your host and Superman's pal, Matt the Chat. After concluding the longest storyline yet for the radio serial, The Last of the Clipper Ships, last episode, it seems we still have some loose ends to tie up before Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen return to Metropolis, with or without Pug Flanagan. The radio serial does a great job with world building and creating a sense of continuity as it moves from one storyline to another, and I'm glad the treasure map and Pug Flanagan are going to figure into the nitrate shipment series of episodes. We open in the lobby of a hotel in Panama, where Clark, Jimmy, and Pug plan to catch a boat due to leave the following morning. They talk about the treasure map in the public space, but then Jimmy thinks better of it and tells Pug to quiet down. So loud, Pug. You want everyone in the hotel to know we've got a treasure map? Eh, these clowns don't understand English. That man sitting over there, the one with the scar over his eye, has been listening to everything we said. So what? Wait, I'll show you. Hey, uh, pal, what time is it? Huh? I said, what time is it? No comprendo. Okay, pal, thanks. What did he say? He said he doesn't understand. Yeah, see. I think Pug said that the other people in the lobby were foreigners, but it's actually the other way around since the trio is in Panama. I like how the man who we come to know as Carlos is described as having a scar over his eye. This is a quick way to convey that Carlos is a rough customer who has probably been in some scraps. Carlos is later described as sallow-complexioned, which just plays into the trope of ugly people being bad people. Well, this is obviously not true, I think it is a shorthand trick that the radio show does use. I think someone else was described as having a sallow complexion that was a bad guy in the Dragon's Teeth storyline, and that was also in a hotel lobby. We find out Carlos actually does know English, after all, and in fact he is so fluent in the language that he is using English when he talks to Manuel at the registration desk. It almost seems as if Carlos was eavesdropping in the lobby for just such an occasion as the conversation he overheard. I suppose people at a hotel could presumably have money as they are on vacation and would make potential victims for Carlos to rob. It's also possible Carlos was just a guest, possibly on the lam from the law, if not on vacation himself. He convinces Manuel to give him the letter with the possibility of riches and plots to steal the treasure map. Very understandably, Jimmy isn't too keen on getting back on a boat, but it seems there are no reservations available for a plane. I did enjoy the part when Pug was commenting on Manuel's English. I hear that guy at the desk fling English around. Why would it hand you a laugh? <laughs> I'm surprised that he understood your brand of the language, Pug. I don't get it. Mr. Kent means that you murder the king's English worse than any foreigner. That seemed to backfire on Pug with Clark and Jimmy chuckling at Pug's expense. Straight out of the Adam West Batman playbook, Clark mentions that a few lessons in grammar wouldn't hurt Pug, and maybe a haircut. The way Pug talks definitely adds to his character, and you get to the sense that he ditched a lot of school and was kind of raising himself, since he has a contentious relationship with his old man. The combo of Pug's dad and Clark turning the screws slightly to get Pug educated are possibly what inspire Pug's plan to take the map. He has bonded with Jimmy and asked Jimmy to throw in with him, but is swiftly reprimanded by Jimmy for his plan. Jim says how Pug is not to steal, 
but I can actually see how Pug might think he has just as much right to the map as anyone else. There was some good banter between Jimmy and Pug, and when Jimmy goes to sleep, Pug decides to take the map as a prank. When Manuel called Clark to the lobby as a distraction, so Carlos can sneak in Clark's room and steal the map, we have some great tension to make us want to come back for the next episode. I think a good way for the next episode to go would be for Carlos to discover Pug finding the map and deciding to take Pug and the map with him since he doesn't want Pug to tell Clark and Jimmy about himself. Carlos and Pug leave before Clark gets back from the lobby and Clark goes to bed. Then the next morning, Clark and Jimmy wake up to discover that Pug is gone as well as the map. The last thing I'll say regarding this episode is that Manuel could, could come clean to Clark to let him know what Carlos is up to, but I don't foresee that happening until after Carlos gets away with Pug and the map. This was a great start to the nitrate shipment series, and I look forward to the next episode. Outside the radio serial, according to OnThisDay.com, Greece surrenders to Nazi Germany in World War II. Action Comics number 37 had an approximate on-sale date of April 22nd, 1941, according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics. And I would like to add a new segment to the podcast where I perform a little theater, producing audio for the Superman daily newspaper strips that would have been published on or about the time that the featured radio show was broadcast. With that in mind, I present the dailies for April 20th and 21st. Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Plotters meet. Superman has just learned that the criminal world has placed a price of $1 million on his head. Roland Development Company. This is the place. I am Carlos, the super scientist. I've come all the way from Spain to collect that million dollars. Yes, I've heard of you. Come to my office tonight. You'll meet others who are interested in collecting the million. A million dollars for my carcass? That's a lot of money, and there should be plenty of takers. That evening, the meeting will come to order. Scientists of sudden death. We have gathered here with but one thought in mind. The death of Superman. All of you are possessed of great scientific prowess, which you are determined to enlist in this supreme task. Your names comprise a veritable role of honor of the criminal world. Sleaze, Slag, Block, Carlos, Coker, and Font. Permit me to introduce to you the lone female among us, Lil Danvers, a big game hunter otherwise known as the Blonde Tigress because of her steely nerves. She returned from Africa only to learn that her father had been slain by Superman. She's as determined as any of us to crush him. More so. I know each of you is eager to be first to make an attempt to wipe out our seemingly invulnerable foe. But we must be fair. Therefore, we shall draw lots. I got a little assistance from my daughter Isla. I hope she will continue to play the part of Lil Danvers, a.k.a. the Blonde Tigress. I have the first three volumes of Superman, The Dailies, published by Kitchen Sink Press, and I highly recommend them. That is where I am reading these strips, and I will post them on the Superman Radio Revisited Facebook group and on X. Thank you to anyone who liked or shared last episode on social media or word of mouth. 
and I encourage anyone listening to do the same for this episode. You got a galloping tongue. If anyone would like to send feedback, comments, or questions, you can email me at earthrsuperman at gmail.com, and I would love to read it in a future episode unless you tell me not to. Lastly, I want to thank Cam Soley for having me as a guest on the Jacked Up Review Show podcast, episode 557. I had a blast talking with him about Superman villains, and I will play his promo at the end of this podcast. The opening music for this episode was Nitro by The Offspring. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster in his copyright DC Comics. All music and clips used are copyright the respective copyright holders. Thank you and goodbye. Entitled to see movies that don't suck. I would tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again. I was not expecting that. After you've scrubbed all the floors in Hyrule, then we can talk about mercy. Take him away. No! We are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yup, my ship sails in the morning. I wonder what's for dinner. It's a jackdaw. your host Cam Sully each week as he chats with special guests to discuss many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Listener discretion is advised.